Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Hello, hello, everyone. I hope you're doing good on this Thursday night. I can't believe it's one more week until Thanksgiving. My goodness, time is flying by. So I had, uh, and of course, you're tuning in to the Afterlife Chronicles. You know, let's just not forget to mention the show, right? So you are tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network. I am your host, Nicole Strickland, as usual. And of course, you can find us right there on our site, WLTKDB.com or the Let's Talk.com all over social media just with that handle WLTKDB. So I had prepared a few announcements tonight, but you know what? We have so much to get into with tonight's guest. So I'm just going to uh, forego uh, those, but I do want to mention that uh, tonight's guest, Brandon Wainwright, and we'll bring him in in a second. Uh, his story mirrors one of my own. So I have never been more quick to respond to a publicist uh, with an interview offer as I did with Brandon. Uh, immediately wrote back saying, oh my gosh, of course, I would love to interview him. Uh, he's a uh, Northern California police officer, Reiki practitioner, and of course, author of Tyson's Gift, How an Eight-Pound Canine Became a man, Man's Greatest Spiritual Guide right there. Uh, the book is fantastic. Uh, I could n literally not put it down. And like I was saying before, I was a little fragmented. Sorry about that. Uh, a lot of you know that I lost my cat, Max uh, Strickland, uh, in 2016 to cardiomyopathy. And uh, the, the story of, of losing Max and, and becoming acquainted with Max in the spirit realm mirrors uh, – Brandon's story on so many levels. So I am more, I'm just more than honored to have him on my show tonight. This is amazing. I know it's a reschedule. Uh, so I thank him for his patience with that. So let's go ahead and bring him in, uh, Mr. Brandon Wainwright. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. How are you? Hi, Nicole. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, time's uh, flying by, but uh, I, I want to yeah. apologize for being a little late getting in there. I, I, I got, I went in through my normal oh, server, no. and, and oh, it was it, it needed Chrome, so it, it cost me a couple of minutes. So I apologize. I didn't mean to be inconsiderate. There. Right there, you go. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no worries at all. I know technology, right? In Streamyards, we. Weird. Sometimes you can click on a link and then you're backstage, but some people can't see that you're backstage. So it's it's mm. crazy. But here you are, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. It's really an honor. Oh, to, thank you to talk I, with you and your book same, is absolutely. I mean, absolutely amazing. Just the way you, you wrote it and the story, and I think that it can really help and, and resonate with many people. So thank you for so. being here. So thank you. I appreciate being here. So. Absolutely. And there, there's, there's a, j just right on time at all other times. She's quiet. But the uh, uh, second litter, this happens all the time. The second I start my show, 
there she goes. So that is <laughs> Miss Kaylee, Max's yeah. sister, and she's uh, meowing. So I apologize for that. But anyways, you may at some point was... hear my dogs fighting in the background too. So. There you go, right? So I don't feel so bad. Oh my goodness. Yeah. If she was closer, I'd pick her up, but she's walking out of the room. But uh, anyways, let's get going with the show. So tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you came to meet Tyson. This is such an amazing story. Um, well, I, you know, as far as spiritually, I was, you know, I, I, I was one of those people that never really took to religion. I was raised in an agnostic household and um, I wasn't anti-religious. In fact, I did a lot of spiritual study and, and searching um, in, in college and, and after college. And I, uh, but not, none of it was ever taken. I, I, I I wouldn't say desperately wanted, but I really was feeling a pull towards the spiritual. I just, but for me, yeah. spirituality and religiousness or religion were, were, you know, they, they were intermixed and synonymous, if you will. So that was the only avenue that I really knew to pursue it. The only thing tangible for me at least. And, and none of it took. And then I even ended up meeting a, a very religious woman who I, fell in love with and got engaged to and the whole nine yards. And, um, but ultimately I couldn't find truth in her church and, and it ended up, you know, causing us to break up. And even there I was desperately, like it was one of these deals where I was desperately trying to, to find truth in it. And I couldn't, I mm -hmm. still couldn't find truth, even at, at, at the, at the point where I was going to be losing a loved one over it. So I'm not, I'm not somebody that's easily, you know, I don't, I, I'm very skeptical or, I used to be very skeptical of, of spiritual things. Um, and, and so it was going to take something pretty significant to, to launch me into a realm where I, where I was fully there and, and no longer doubting so much. And so when Tyson, you know, Tyson came into our lives in 2006, no, sorry, 2005. And he was, he was just this really special dog. He was, he was more, he seemed more human than he, than he did canine, you know, right. uh, and, and I, I'm so I've always been a dog lover. Um, but I had, I had a number of traumatic experiences with animals as a child and, you know, losing them and, um, and not, not through death, but having them taken away from me. And then I had, you know, a, num a fairly traumatic family background too. I mean, not, nothing that's like crazy or anything, but you know, enough. Um, and, and so, when Tyson came into my life, here I am, a dog lover, and expecting him to to be nice, and he was not nice. He was he was a, he was he, he was a really tough tough egg to crack. He was a Chihuahua dachshund mix, you know, little guy. Oh my gosh, lovely. Three, yeah, uh, three quarters. You can see his little face there. Um, three quarters Chihuahua, quarter dachshund. So, in my opinion, he was the perfect mix of the two. Um, and but he so handsome. So handsome. And that was the first thing. I mean, when I looked in and saw him, he was in my, my girlfriend, now wife's car, sitting there I in his little this. crate. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked in, though, and I was like, man, what a, what a handsome boy. You know, his beautiful eyes. And, and, and I, so I'm telling him how handsome he is, and he's, uh, you know, he's growling at me. And, and it was pretty much like that. I mean, he was, he was like a, a little hellhound toward me for, for a, a, literally a couple of months. I mean, it, it, it was a very slow process of, of trust being built. And, and, um, and whereas with my wife, he was, he was a perfect prince. You know, he, he was, it was a complete, it was like two different dogs. But what, 
I realized even as I, well, once I finally won him over, I really realized that, that he, he opened my, my heart. You know, in fact, he had, I had to open my heart to him in order to get him to open up to me. It was like, you know, no way, buddy, you're going to have to, you know, so I, I mean, yeah. the thing that, that what was in there, it, it wasn't that I didn't have a good warm heart towards the animals, but it was forcing me to really be in that space all the time, just this loving space with him. Cause that was the only way I could, I could get him to, to even entertain the idea of, of being near me was to be very soft and warm with him. And um, like I said, I'm a warm person anyway, but it, it really got me to, fo- to to find parts of my heart and personality that I had kind of pushed off to the side and, you know, in, in survival mode, pushed off to the side a little bit. And um, so, he, you know, he opened my heart. That's the best way to put it. And then, you know, he That's just had amazing. this, uh, he had this amazing personality, you know, that was, as when you, as you know, I haven't read the book, uh, you know, he was, he was very mischievous, got very, he, whatever he wanted to do, he was going to do it regardless of, of how any, how anybody else felt about it. Exactly. Yeah, I know some yeah. of the, the, the stories of him when, as I was reading, I couldn't help but chuckle just because they're so adorable. So, so but you know, a lot of yeah, people really wouldn't have been, uh, a lot of people wouldn't have been open to him though. I, I know like, like re- referring back to my childhood, you know, I don't know that my parents would have, he would have survived in my household as a child. He might've ended up another one that got taken away, you know, but in our household, mm. he was, he was a beloved little angel, you know? <laughs> so, right. yeah. you know, so, but yeah, so he, you know, he had this richness of personality and, and spunk and, and he was such a dichotomy. He was, he was a tough guy, but, but at the same time, very sensitive and needy. Um, just a, just a very rich soul, very, and, and I think, you know, if you read it, you, you, you get a very distinct impression. He was, he, he wasn't, is a very old soul, you know? Uh, and so, but it, long story short, you know, I, yeah, I, absolutely. Throughout, throughout his life, you know, he, he certainly opened up my heart, but I, but still the religious and spiritual aspects of things, you know, it was, it wasn't something that it was still not anything that it, that was becoming a part of my paradigm you know, and, and, but when he passed away, you know, it was, it was a different story because he, for, you know, I, I was 45 at the time. I had lost my fair share of loved ones and even animals up to that point, but I had always just kind of accepted it and moved on with myself and just, you know, I don't know. I, it is what it is it's type of thing. Um, and, but with him, it was different because he was, he was like, I was so close to him. We were all so close to him. It was, he was like a, a combination of a child, a brother, uh, a younger brother, an older brother, uh, you know, a, a mentor. I mean, he was really special. And so I, within fairly short order after he passed away, I realized that I wasn't just dealing with the loss. I was dealing with, with not knowing where he was and, and that he, he was okay. And that wasn't something that I was able to process. I needed more. I needed, I couldn't just say, well, he's okay. I couldn't do it. Absolutely. You know? and, I, and Very understandable. And I think, I think a lot of people, if they really, if they think real deeply about why they mourn so much over, over their pets is, is, is that, and that is why it's because, because the, the level of connection you have with them is so much well, really what it is, I think, is that is that you're 
the relationship you have with a beloved pet is it's it's so it's more pure in a lot of ways than exactly than, than, than your human interactions because there's no ulterior motives you no, know they don't no they don't have no they don't have their guard up around you so you naturally drop it for, you know the love that you share with them there's no ego involved it's just pure love that pours out of you and i think that's why not only the comfort level that, that pets give to people is so great because of what they give and what you what you give back in return also does a lot of uh, healing and enriches your life um but it, you know what you're putting out into the universe as a whole as a result is is huge you know pets in that regard make the world a better place because of the energy that they produce Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that is so well said. Yeah, they, they vibrate at such, like you said, such a pure level and, and, and a higher vibration to them. So I yeah. absolutely agree with you. But, but it with sounds that, like from, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I'll, no. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it, it, it's with, you know, with that it comes, you know, a great, a great loss when they pass. And, and, you know, you're, you're left with this gaping hole, um, and and for people like me that 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 didn't have a you know any any real paradigm to to focus on any any way to make peace with that, it it it's like it's like ten times harder because you can't you know it's not just the loss it's 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 the the mourning of of the worry you know you're 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 worried you're 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 having it's much more difficult to find peace with it because you don't. You don't know, you know, and you exactly. and, and you can't not know. This is your baby, you know, <laughs> and and so for me that that's that launched me into a search, and and I I read some books that were just really um, enlightening about uh, specifically regarding animals in the afterlife. What I what I did was I I realized that not necessarily that I was that I was looking for a, a spiritual paradigm, but that I needed comfort with regards to the afterlife and. And so I went on Amazon and I, and I actually punched in animals in the afterlife. And I ended up reading some books that, that really shed a lot of light on this. And they were they were nonfiction, all true anecdotal stories about, about animals in the afterlife, um, you know, reincarnation cases, uh, cases with animal communicators that were incredibly accurate. And it was so compelling to me that it was like, it actually opened my mind up because with religion, anything, everything I found in religion is like, oh my gosh, this seems so far fetched. And and this didn't seem far fetched because it was a the author was telling the story, and this is really what happened. And it seemed perfectly plausible to me that it, you know it could be real, you know. And it and but that that pain that I was in that 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 loss made me more open to exploring it. And, and so I'm, I'm so incredibly thankful. That's why I named the book right. Tyson's gift because it wasn't just, you know, the gift that he brought to our lives. It was the gift of, of delving into this. And, you know, of course the guidance that I received from him in the afterlife as well. But so that's it's what ended up happening. Gift. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, you know, through the experiences that I document in the book, I, you know, I found without question, you know, that, that we do live on, that there is in fact an afterlife and we're connected to it, whether we realize it or not. And we, as we all have the ability to connect in with that if we're, if we're open to it. And, 
and uh, it just gave me such a tremendous amount of peace, you know, uh, just knowing that the first off that there's more to our lives and there's more to our existence than just this, this world that we're living in right now. And I'm so, gosh, you know, this all happened in 2018, in April of 2018. And mm. I, I can't imagine how much harder like this whole, what we as a, as a world have been going through, you know, since the end of 2019. I, I know. I can't, I can't even, it's, I can't even imagine going through that without, having the insight that I've gained from all these experiences, it's just got to be so much harder, you know? So I'm hoping that my book, I mean, obviously, you know, I wrote it uh, because I wanted to honor Tyson and I wanted to tell our story because I, it was written out of love for him, but it, but the, the purpose, the, the true purpose behind it, the big purpose behind it was to share the story and, and hopefully help others to not just get gain peace from it, but to inspire them to go on their own journey and, and find these peace for peace, this peace for themselves. Because uh, like I talk, I actually talk about it in the book. There's, there's a, a big difference between reading about it and experiencing it for yourself because this, the books that I read had, had equally powerful stories in them, but they were still ideas, you know, plausible ideas and exciting ideas, but they weren't, they didn't truly take hold for me a hundred percent until I went on my own journey. So I hope, you know, I mean, as a lot of people, it's, they're not, this isn't the, the time for them. They're not, they're not in that space, but I hope that for, for the, for the people that are ready to hear this or, you know, in a place where they need it, that it'll inspire them to go on that journey. And for the people that aren't, I think the story itself, you know, it's, it's a pretty entertaining story anyway. You know, it not, sure not just is. not not just his life, but you know what I went through afterwards. I commend you on on writing this book. Like you said, it's going to resonate with so many people and help people on so many different levels. Because the loss of a beloved animal, I think, is one of the cruelest things that we humans can endure. It's it, it and it's it, it the pain is just if you haven't experienced it, you. You can try to describe it to people, but if you've, if you've been there or you haven't been there, let's say if you've been there, you know what it is, you know, exactly, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been there. So well, and that's, uh, a, I, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've had people tell me, you know, um, you know, I had this, this beloved pet and I, I can't get another one because I just can't go through that again. Yeah. And, and I understand I understand where people are coming from, but, but one thing that I'm also hoping that the book kind of does for people is it, you know, it, it gives you a whole different perspective on life and, you know, and specifically the lives of animals, you know, and it, it, it takes what, what I, what it felt like I, I, I described it this way in the book is it felt like, even though Tyson lived to be 14 years old, he had a good life. He was surrounded with love and, and gave love and he had a very wonderful life but it still felt like a tragedy when he passed. And that was a matter of perspective, Absolutely. you know, and, and I yes. think the book, I, hopefully the book will give, you know, a warm, loving perspective on that, that people will be able to relate to, will resonate with them to help them not only in their, you know, with the, with the animals that they may have now, but it, you know, inspire them to, to take another animal later into their lives you know, rather than being afraid of that pain again, because, you know, animals, I believe are, are I mean, we're all, all souls are here for a, a individual purpose, but they're also here 
for for a purpose, a, a mission that they're trying to accomplish certain things for others as well. And with pets, it's, but you know, that what they do for their humans is remarkable. It, it leave, you know, they at least do as much for us as we do for them. And so by not by not taking in an animal, on the one hand, you're set, you're you know you're you're saving yourself pain, but you're also you know depriving a, a potential amazing soul from exactly. being able to fulfill their mission and come into your life. And, you know, and so it, there's. That is so well said. And we do have to take our first break. So you are tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network with guest Brandon Wainwright. And we will be right back. So stay tuned. <laughs> Nicole Strickland, one of the leading San Diego paranormal researchers, Nicole offers a gentle and humble approach to working with spirit energies. Being the founder of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society, Nicole is no stranger to the unknown. Due to Nicole's vast knowledge of the paranormal, she is widely sought after for speaking engagements on topics like children of the paranormal, paranormal investigation 101 and 102, history of spiritualism, and more. Not only does Nicole research the afterlife, but also writes about it and is the author of several books pertaining to the paranormal and its history. Nicole has appeared on television shows like My Ghost Story, Travel Channel's Famously Afraid, Good Morning San Diego and more. Have a conference or event coming up? Contact Nicole on her website, authornicolestrickland.com. That's authornicolestrickland.com. One minutes past the hour, you are tuning back into the Afterlife Chronicles here on the WLTKDB network. I'm your host, Nicole Strickland, of course. And tonight we are talking with Brandon Wainwright. I'm going to show his book right here, Tyson's Gift, How an Eight-Pound Canine. I love this. How an eight-pound canine became a man's greatest spiritual guide. And that's a little picture of Tyson right there in his awesome cape. My goodness. So uh, before the break, we're talking about your <laughs> it's so cute. I love it. Your journey with with Tyson and 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 how he's helped you evolve spiritually and just as a human being, and I just think it's like I said before the break, it's such an amazing story that will uh, really reach people on so many different levels, regardless of their spiritual journey. So I think it's it's just an amazing story and an amazing book. You did a really good job writing it and really sharing the story because when I read it, I feel like I'm right there with you. You know, oh, so thank you. Yeah, so that's uh, that's one thing. I mean, just from the start, from chapter one, it's like I f I just felt like I was right there with you reading it. And I do want to say this to uh, your your dedication here. The book is dedicated to the spirit of love for our pets, who selflessly bring so much joy to the world. And that's kind of what you were alluding to before the break, and that is so true. So uh, just all around uh, amazing job. I do want to ask you one question though. Uh, do you feel, cause some people may think or believe that a human soul 
and an animal and an animal soul cannot be on the same level or maybe be a part of the same group. I mm-hmm. believe that they can. So I don't know what your belief is on that, but do you feel that perhaps Tyson oh, I agree. Yeah. and your soul are among the same? And I agree. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've heard that too. You know, I've heard that there's uh, from different experts that, you know, that they're, that they're, that they're, they interact with us, but they're not in the same soul group. You know, I, I, I have a hard time believing that. I, I feel like they are on the same level as us. You know, I, I think. Right. I, I, I mean, Ty, Tyson's soul is too, I don't know. I mean, he, he's way too rich in soul to, to, to not, I feel like he is as advanced as, as me or anybody else, you know, on a soul right. level. I mean, we, we, as, as souls come into, come to our earthly existence and we take whatever body we're going to take and, and that body has has certain inherent gifts and abilities and intellectual abilities, um, you know, that are that are limiting compared to what our soul's ability truly is. But but that doesn't mean that the soul itself is is any less or more. I don't right. think. Um, no, I agree. I I agree yeah. completely. I've even had people tell me. Um, I actually uh, so, Lisa Silva. Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. No, 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 you're there. Yeah, keep going. So, okay. Um, right there? Lee, yeah. Lee, yeah. Lee, My internet is being really weird, so I apologize, but continue on. There's like a delay. I'm so sorry. My goodness. Oh, no, no. I love the no, internet. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I hardwired hard just in case. Um, oh, the, there you um, see. You're smart. Lisa Silverman, uh, who's in my book, she's a very, inc- she's an incredible medium. Um, and she she believes that that one of her dogs, who's no longer with us, was her dad. And see, yeah, that's know, far out thinking. But you know what? Like you said, very plausible. I absolutely believe that that's a possibility. I mean, given how, given how talented she is, I mean, she, I can't. I mean, she's it, there's got to be something to it. Right. How can you yeah. dismiss that? That's and that's amazing, you know, and it's it's like even with my cat, Max, and I still have his sister and it's hard to put into words, but I always felt that Max was more spiritually evolved than any other cat I've ever had. And he he passed when he was 12. And I've always said, you know what? His earthly duties were done and he was called home. And so that in and of itself gave me comfort. But I God, that, you know, that's far out thinking, but I believe it's a possibility. If she I believes so. that there has to be some truth, you know, if you if you feel it, and I believe everyone has the capacity to be intuitive and all of that, but if you feel it, then and you're strong with those emotions, then there has to be some validity to that. Yeah, I think so. so. I think, and I, you know, I don't think we that we have all the answers. You know, right. I mean, there may there may be generalizations. Yeah, you know, out there a bit, but I, 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 that's one thing that one of the things that makes spirituality much easier for me to delve into is that there isn't hard, fast dogma about it, you know? Exactly. Cause I think I, I feel like that dogma is not very realistic personally, not to, I'm not knocking religion. I'm just saying that for me, that's, that's how it is. So, you know, by the same token, I, when it comes to spiritual dogmas or, or, you know, hard, fast rules, I, 
I tend to be a little bit skeptical. <laughs> you know. No, I agree. I completely agree. You know, it's it's. I was raised uh, Catholic, and you know, in my adult years, I I am not assigned to any one religion. I'm more, if I have to say anything, I'm more of just a spiritualist. Uh, but I hear you, and in, in, in one of the beauties in 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 the afterlife and experiences with spirit it lies in its vagueness and its gray. It's not black and white, and to me, that's what makes mm. it so compelling at times. But uh, with Tyson, what has he taught you about the afterlife? And what has he, has he shared with you anything, anything compelling about the afterlife that you've taken away from, from his teachings? Um, well, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that he specifically has taught me things about the afterlife other than there is one. Well, yeah, I mean, right, I, mean I mean, he he's very the messages that I've received from him are, have been very, um, you know, clear through, you know, I'm not going to I don't want to talk too much about it because I want people to be curious enough to read about it. I thought that right after I asked yeah. him. Like, yeah, so I, I have a tendency. I'm a I'm a I'm a blabbermouth, and I, I that's one of my tendencies. I, I want to give away too much, but uh, you know, uh, yeah. And, and with the through the communicators and the mediums that I've worked with, you know, I've had some really amazing con connections with them. But he's actually, you know, and I document this in the book. There, he he's come to me a couple times, you know, where I was able to receive, you know, communication from him, even if it was, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, really, it was it it was. Well, I won't get into it, but you have to read about it. But but yeah, so, so I know. I, you know shame on me for asking that question. Well, <laughs> it's it, it's you know <laughs> I I I want to I want I, I have actually told this stuff afterwards. Like, why why did you do that? You know, no one's going to want to read the book. Um, but it's oh, uh, it's it definitely you know he's taught me that, but but he's also. Um, you know, he's taught me that reincarnation is possible as well. Yes. Okay. And I, and I won't, I won't get into the specifics on that either. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but, but he no, definitely, exactly. he, he, he definitely, and, and yeah, it just, um, and you know, the, I think, I think the, uh, just the, the amount of love and connection that I have with him and having that, it's just, it's just it was so comforting to know that that love is goes on exactly you know? and but that's you know that's one of the things that that anytime you communicate with spirit particularly with you know with with past loved ones um, when you receive those messages and I I think I think sometimes it's easier when you go through a medium because this is the skepticism gets taken out you know they're they're receiving yes. the message you know whereas if it's coming through you you know for unless you're somebody that's already advanced in that you know you're you're going to, you're going to be questioning, is this really, am I receiving that? But when you go through a, a credible medium you know, it's like, okay, I trust her, you know, or it, him. Yeah. and, and, and the, 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 and I document that too in the book because I've, I've had communications with a number of loved ones, not just family members, either people, friends that have passed um, and the, the amount of love and just peace that you feel when connecting with, with, with souls is is incredible so I, I i've i've been there and i've felt that and for people that do they know exactly what you're talking about it, it it's the weirdest thing uh when when max passed i was just 
riddled with grief. I literally, seriously, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But then, and it's hard to put this in words, but I almost felt at one point, this was a few months down the road, I felt like, well, Max is always with me. His soul is part of my own. He's not here physically, but he is here. And that gave me solace. So I'm sure that you've had yeah. that with Tyson as well. Yeah. And even, even as I was, you know, really, and I'm still, I still consider myself to be in my spiritual infancy, you know, because this is three, almost going on four years since all this happened. Um, but even when I was in the first few months of it, there were times where I felt his presence, you know, even when I was at work, I can, there's, there's this one area at our headquarters where, you know, walking into the, to the door and, and I, and it, and I was, you know, out, outside in the dirt and that's where I felt it. And I, every time I walk that path, I always, you know, oh, feel, you yeah, know, just cause touching I, cause you I, right here. Cause I just knew, I knew he would, that he was with me and, he, and everything was good. And, and, you know, and, but that's, you know, you're somebody that's, that's very aware of, of the paranormal and, and the afterlife and all that. And, and you're still, it was still something you struggle with, you know? So oh, I think, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's where the, the loss factor lies. Exactly. You know? And you can't, that's not something that, you know, that's something we have to accept as, as part of, unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm depending on your perspective, but that's part of our human experience is having to experience those, those losses. Which like, like both of my parents are still alive and, and I'm very close to my dad and I, 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 you know, he's getting up there. He's 74. I, I, I think about it sometimes, you know, that's going to be, be tough, yeah. but, but you know, I'll know it'll be easier. It'll be easier for me now. I'll likewise, likewise. And it's, I think we may have lost our go. Oh, there he is. is That's that, funny. I'm telling you what is going on. Yeah. I, I think it's the planetary retrograde. I'm blaming it on that. Okay. Not blaming it on my computer, not blaming it on yeah. your computer, blaming it on the planetary retrograde. No, it's funny. Anyways. So, <laughs> so the last, can you repeat the last thing you said? It kind of cut out there. Oh, I, I just that my, you know, the, the, grieving my parents i think will be yeah. a little bit easier knowing that they knowing not not huh. not not wondering but knowing that they're they're, they're they still exist and that they're okay yeah uh, but but again like you said they're not in the physical body anymore so it's still hard you know it's it, still, it, that, that is exactly that loss is still there you know so and it's that you know being in the paranormal for me and researching the paranormal and and having experiences with spirit it's it it really has helped me with grief and loss having to say goodbye to loved ones or animals and so there is a benefit there mm -hmm. and so I'm, I'm indebted to the field for that for you know one of the main reasons I'm indebted to the field for that is it's really helped me understand the dying process, the physical dying process and, and, and what awaits us, you know, when we pass on from this realm. But uh, I do want to talk to you because you've uh, become a Reiki practitioner. Mm -hmm. So how did you, or why did you evolve into that? Was that something that uh, uh, Tyson suggests to you or just did it naturally evolve? Cause it's, well, it's, I, it's a great thing to do. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I was I, I was definitely guided to it, but but the catalyst yeah. for me was was when when I, I after I had my first major. Well, it wasn't my first major communication with Tyson, but it was my it, it was the the mediumship session that that really just blew my mind and 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 proved itself to me because I I kind of as much as as I I would advise people not to go into it with that mentality that oh I'm gonna see if I'm gonna get them to prove it to me yeah. I, I don't think I I think it you know the the thing for me is I also had I had the um, the spiritual openness and desire to find peace as right. well as as well as the desire for the proof. So, course, but, uh, yeah. but I wasn't. I wasn't going into it as a scientific skeptic, looking for proof. It was. It was. It was different. And and so I don't. I don't. I think if you go into it with with the former, you're not gonna. It's it, it's not gonna happen for you probably. And it, it. I wasn't even thinking it was gonna happen for me to be honest with you. I was kind of at that point. I was like, mm, you know, maybe this isn't real. Um, but then <laughs> it was like, it's wow. weird how things <laughs> evolve though, like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's and, just crazy. But once that happened, then it was like, okay, I, I found, I found the truth that, that there really mm -hmm. is an afterlife. And, and now I, well, now I want to grow in this. I want to, I want to become more spiritually connected myself. I want to learn how to be able to communicate like, like Lisa did and like Sandy yeah. did and, and, and delve into whatever gifts I may have or, or, or just learn more, you know? And I had a friend that just had just taken Reiki Ricky one uh, a, a former police officer that I had worked with actually and and she suggested she said Ricky's really cool you should you should try it you know and, and I've I've always been kind of drawn towards towards the helping arts whether it be at one point I, I was a personal trainer and then I consider being a physical therapist and then you know law enforcement and so right ener energy healing was was a very was a very intuitive natural draw for me and right. so when she, when she's telling me about it, I was like, Oh, this is, this sounds cool. You know? And I, and I had even read about like, there's a lot of um, spiritual universities have classes on energy healing and, and I was really drawn to it. So, but it, but it, it wasn't just that it was like, it was also a way to grow spiritually connect with spirit. And it, it seemed like a, like a tangible route for me to take as opposed to just sort of, being like, oh, what do I do now? And you know, do I get right, yeah. do I get crystals? Do I uh, you know yeah. do, I dye, do I dye my hair purple? <laughs> right, right. I, I, I mean, you know, and crystals and, are amazing. Now I own a few. Yeah, I know, and, and I do, and I do too. I've got a handful. Yeah. Um, but but that was that was really what it was. It was it, it, and I went and I and I believed in and and but I you know even there it took a little bit. It took working with the energy. And you know, and practicing with it, and 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 get, developing a relationship with it before it really started to to fully resonate. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's there's a lot of benefits to it, and you know, some people will will say, well, you know, I know it's all about healing energy and everything, but what is your thought on, let's say, someone's doing Reiki on someone, and that let's say that the recipient is concerned that the I guess the 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 person conducting the Reiki, I guess, is n their energy. Maybe they're projecting some of their own issues onto the recipient. 
because I, I, I mean, I've had Reiki and it works for me. I've been attuned to it and there's so many benefits to it, but I, I have mm-hmm. talked to people that are skeptical about it too. So what would you say as a practitioner to someone who I guess comes to you and says, well, I, I do want to get Reiki, but I'm not sure if someone that's going to be doing it, if, if they're going to be projecting their own energy onto me, unwanted energy, if, if you will, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, well, I, what I would say is that Reiki, I mean, Reiki, the best de- definition I've heard of it is a spiritually guided life force energy. So that energy is yeah. coming from spirit and it's coming, it's pure. From divine, right? Yeah. And, pure, and, and, right. and, and as, it, as it's coming through the, the conduit or the practitioner, you know, it, it isn't, um, it, it may, the, the practitioner's energy might inhibit it, I would say, if the, if the, if the practitioner is, is blocked somehow. Um, but one, the energy will help. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. it. It'll it'll help them. It'll the, as it flows. You know, if the if the practitioner works with with the energy on a regular basis, it's it's it will quickly clear out, and they'll probably be clear before they work on you anyway. If they're a good practitioner, I, that's one of the things I always do before. I, I, Absolutely, unless, unless it's a spontaneous thing. Which, you know, I usually do a meditation and yeah. clear myself before I, I send. Um, and but but the thing there you, you know. Go. The energy that you're going to receive with regards to Reiki is pure, you know, but, but we all, our energies all interact regardless, you know, I mean, if exactly, you're, yeah, if you're exactly. sitting in a room with a practitioner and, and they've got negative energy, like, like I said, hopefully they're working on themselves, but that's something that you're going to deal with just as you move through the world, especially for the empaths amongst, amongst us, right? That's, that uh, is very, very true. And, very, and that's, why that's so true. <laughs> And people always ask me, you know, um, when you do this, does it exhaust you? You know, is it, yeah. um, is it, and I said, no, I, I could, other than the fact that I'm sitting silent working, you know, I mean, I could do it all day and it's, I don't feel less energy. I, in fact, it, it charges you, you know, I was I, just going to say, I bet it, it does the opposite and it charges you. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not coming from the practitioner. It's coming from spirit. And, and I, you know, usually when I, when I, um, I always find that because I don't do it professionally. In fact, I lately I've I've primarily just given it to my family or somebody that might ask for it at work or something. I practiced. I did hundreds of hours of practice, and you know, I would love to do it on a more professional level, and maybe that will come. Um, but where was I going with this? Um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it happens to me all the time. See, there's uh, that planetary retrograde again, a, people. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I know what it was. Um, so when you, when you spend a, an extended period of time with Reiki, which for me is usually in classes, because I don't think yeah. I said I don't do it professionally. It'll be for, you know, an hour at the most, usually at a time. But when I, when I go to a, like a weekend long class or by the end of that weekend, I am buzzing with energy. Bye, like, like, and it feels great, you know, because for me, I, I perceive Reiki, uh, the energy, the way I perceive it is, is electrical impulses. Generally speaking, I, f- I feel little buzzes in my hands. That's and, a good way to put it. And, and, and when I, you know, after a weekend of, of a Reiki class, it's like I'm, I've got so much energy in it because it's just, it's just been flowing. The, like the tunnel is all that plaque or whatever, if you will, that maybe it was built up because I hadn't been doing enough, just it's blown out. And that's why I'm I'm really looking forward to retiring from law enforcement because 
because I want to be able to dedicate more of my time and energy in, into these things. And, you know, and it really requires you to, uh, you know, we're all connected. We're all connected. Absolutely. It, oh, yes, we are. But for most of us, it takes it takes a conscious effort to tune in. Yeah. And you know, I some agree. people, I, you know, the, the people I would say the people that you hear that, that, that they where they say they've always been able to do this. And, and they, they have more of a natural gift where just they're, they're more aligned that way, where it, it's just, that's just their sensibilities or whatever. Um, that I'd say they're the minority and, and, but they aren't necessarily any, their ability isn't any necessarily stronger than yours, but it might require you to make a more conscious effort to figure, to, to find yours. I'm still, don't get me wrong. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just getting started. You know, I mean, I, I feel like the energy healing is something that I that comes very natural for me, but the intuitive side of it is is something that I'm, you know, it's slow coming, and I'm, but I'm, you know, it is coming. Just going yeah. with the flow, yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. I guess allow it to come as it will and as it should. Amazing. This is amazing. We have to take our second break. So uh, stay tuned, folks. You are, of course, tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles. I'm your host, Nicole Strickland, and our guest tonight is Brandon Wainwright, and we will be right back. Looking to launch your new masterpiece? Then try something new with Moonbow Publishing and Publications. At Moonbow, we have a strong desire to serve authors in a powerful and meaningful way. After all, you've poured your heart and soul into your writing and we fully understand and respect that. Remember this, you will own the copyright to your work. You will have the final say on your work before published. Even after all of that, we've saved the best for last. We won't take a percentage sold. Nope, not a penny. Excited about MoonbowPublications.com yet? We thought so. Take advantage of our company's services like book editing, formatting, and covers, publishing, and photography. Moonbow Publishing and Publications has everything you're looking for in a company. Remember, we will not keep any commissions. We are a boutique publishing company focusing on spiritual, health and wellness, and personal growth genres. So come and see what we can do for you at MoonbowPublications.com. That's MoonbowPublications.com. Moonbow Publications, a new kind of publishing company. past the hour. Thanks for tuning back in, guys, to the Afterlife Chronicles. Of course, I'm your host, Nicole Strickland. Our guest tonight, Brandon Wainwright. And we were talking about Reiki, which I believe is very beneficial. There's a lot of healing qualities to it. So what's your opinion on performing Reiki on animals, dogs, cats, horses? What's your opinion uh, on that? I think it's great. I, yeah. I, I, in fact, there are there are classes you can take specifically for animal Reiki, Just for animals, uh, which right. which I I have taken. Um, 
I'm at the I'm at the master level, which just means that I can teach it on. With, That's amazing, with, though. With, with, with humans, wow. but I'm only I've ta I've taken the, the 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 first level and then the distance level with with animals. But you know, the the, the main difference is 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 just really the it's the energy is still Reiki. You know, it's exactly. just a matter yeah. just a matter of you're working on on animals instead. But I I found that that they're very. Um, you know, with, with my animals, I can, you know, when they're cuddling with me, I can give it to them. But generally, they don't want to sit still, you know. Yeah. So they kind of come. When, in the class that I took, um, it was just a few months ago, actually, um, we, for our, our practical, if you will, we, we went to a, a, ra a husky rescue. And it, it this, this place, it was like 15 huskies. Right. And they all come into the there was at someone's house, actually. We all it was a big house. So we, we all kind of sat in this room and and they would just let the huskies come in and run around. And and we Aww. all and they all kind of were drawn to certain people. And by the time we were done, which wasn't that long, you know, huskies are pretty wired. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the time we were done, they were all just laying around all. <laughs> and chill, you know so animals are you know they're they're very in tune with spirit so i mean just in general i think um that's that's what i've i believe it because because of my experiences with with tyson um, right. and, and but you know i actually in the book i talk about there is a section where i talk about the number of kind of remarkable little cases that i've had with reiki and one of them was was a uh, there was a I guess he's a cattle dog. His name's Mickey, and he—he's there was a trail patrol um, at one of our the parks that I work in, and and the the owner was there, the trail patrol person was there walking their dog, and 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 the dog was she said, you know, he's having issues with his hips, and Aww. and he was kind of he was just kind of limping around his rear hips, and so and so I I said, hey, you know, and wait, it was interesting because I ride a motorcycle at work, but. But I was, my hands were, had been buzzing all day long. It was like, I, I noticed a lot of energy flowing. Just, I wasn't sure why it just was. And so I, I pulled into this parking lot and there she is. We get to talk, Hey, would you, would it be all right if I, if I offer Mickey some Reiki? And she's like, Oh, sure, sure. You know, and, and, it, and I didn't know this about her, but she is a fan of Reiki and, and had been going to a practitioner for a number of years. And so I, I got down on my knees and, nice. and worked on, on Mickey for maybe five minutes at the most, you know, because you could tell he was squirming around and didn't really want to sit still. But when I started giving it to him, um, you know, she, she says, Jackie says, wow, he really likes that. He likes that. So she knows her dog. So apparently he was looking pretty happy. And then. You know, it was maybe five minutes and then he got up and where he had been limping around before she has a minivan and he ran over to the minivan and jumped up in, into the back of it. And then about a week or two later, I got a text from her that said, um, hey, I just want to give you an update on Mickey. He oh, the other thing I should preface it with, with is that she had gone to the she had come to the park from the vet where she had picked up pain meds for him. And. After about a, a week or two later, when she texted me, she said, I never gave him any of the pain meds. And, he, wow. you know, you know, and he's been his loud, normal, you know, crazy self ever since you worked on him. 
And I and when I was working on them, I felt you know it was bzzz, I felt like I felt a ton of energy flowing through. But right. Yeah. Right. So so animals, whether it be an animal or a human, you know, they're they're great receivers of of reiki. I, so. I agree. I mean, and like you said, with an animal being in touch with purity and in touch with the divine, you know, they're really going to benefit from it. So, yeah, Amazing for people stuff. that, you know, that's actually something I would say for people that um, actually, yeah, for any animal lover, I would say, you know, that it was a, that has pets, I would say, you know, find yourself a Reiki class and take it because, because, and you only have to take the first level. It's, it's, it's just, you know, a day or two right. of your time. And, and from yeah. that point on, you'll be able to work on your animals, even if it's just your animals at home, because at some point they're going to age, you know, yeah. and unfortunately they don't live as long as we do. And that's something that you'll be able to offer them throughout their life. And you know, well said, very you well know, said. So that's yeah. It's just, like it's, do it's, it. it's just do it for your animals. Life. If nothing else, you know, why not? It's good practice too. Yeah. One thing I want to touch on, because we have about nine minutes left, my God, time flies by, but uh, I want to touch on your opinion after everything that you've gone through with Tyson. What is your advice to someone that has recently lost a very beloved animal, but is unsure whether to adopt or, or purchase, if you will, a new one? Um, I, well, if it, if it was recent, I, I would say... Trust your heart. Yeah. Because, because yeah. if you're, if you're still grieving, um, I, I think it, I like, I actually wrote an article about this not that long ago and, and Ooh, it's, it, nice. it, 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 I liken it to, you know, being on the rebound. If you've ever had your heart broken where you really, where you really love somebody and you, and they, you lose them for however you break up or, or they pass away or whatever it is, um, you know, going out right away and dating, it, it may give you a, a temporary fix, but it, it falls short, you know, and, and yes. you, you, end, you end up being left wanting. And exactly. And, yeah. and, and it, sets, it sets the person up that maybe the person's really interested in you and you, you end up hurting them because, because you're not in a space where you can really take them in. It's the same thing with a pet, you know, and that's a setting, very good analogy. You're setting them up for failure. So I think, I think if you're, you got to trust your heart. You'll know when it's when it's time. But that doesn't mean that you can't still have animal time. I mean, there's you can do volunteer work at at, at the shelters. You can you can um, maybe how you know sit for pet sit for a friend. There's you know rescues are always looking for fosters. Oh yeah. So so there's 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 ways that you can get get that fix and and you know pour out that that love without you know, without necessarily having any strings attached, you know? Exactly. Uh, um, Yeah. So I would say that, but I would also say, you know, I mean, realize that again, that they, that they live on, you know, they live on and that, that this is, this is a divine connection that you're going to establish with the, with the, with the pet. And, but that's, you know, I, I would, uh, you know, for someone that's lost a pet already, then, then they, then they, they well know that, but you know, don't, uh, don't take it lightly, you know. Exactly. They, you know, they take them in, you know. And honestly, I, you know, I, I, I didn't look at it quite to this extent, to this level of depth until, you know, until this whole thing with Tyson. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're entering a, a, a divine relationship with, you know, with another, with a, another divine soul. So, which is beautiful. It's going to bring a lot to you, but make sure you're ready for the commitment. Um, and and. 
as far as the healing, you know, if you're, if the, the pet just recently passed away, I would say, you know, be patient with yourself. Absolutely. Don't, don't like, mm-hmm. cause I, cause I think a lot of people, it, they, I know a lot of people, they, they did, they discount that loss. They, they, you know, they're, if they're, if they're hurting really badly, they, one, you know, they want to just move on from, oh, it's just a dog or it's just a cat or whatever. Yeah, no, it and, doesn't work like that. Uh, no, it, not, not if you're, not if you really have your heart open and you're, and you're really present with it. And I think a lot of people, exactly. well, they, you know, yeah. the, the, the creature passes away and then you, you want to get a new, another one right away to just, and, you know, if you're hurting and you're grieving, give yourself time to get over that. And honestly, I took, when Tyson passed away, I took two days off of work and that was going into a three day weekend for me. And I was barely able to ready to come back to work the following week. And I didn't feel funny. Oh, about I can that. imagine. You know, but I've, I've talked to people that were not that long ago where I, uh, they're like, come on and take a day off for your dog. I was like, no, oh, are you kidding? I would think it would be <laughs> odd if you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a lot of people, oh you know, I know a lot of, a lot of people don't though, you know, I mean, they, I know. They, you know, they take the time to go put the dog down that day. Maybe they have to take a day off because of that. And then, and then the next day they're right back at work. It's like, you know, be patient with yourself. Give it, give that it, the, is... give it the just do that it deserves. You know, and stay, you know, and, and in that process, stay connected to your animal, to, to right. your friend. You oh, know? my goodness. This is amazing. Such amazing information. And I, you, you can't put a time limit on grief. You can't. It's impossible. No. And but uh, the, the other thing I would say is that if you, you know, if especially for people that I mean, I don't even think I need to say it for people that are spiritually tuned in and into a daily meditation process yes. and a, um but you you literally can tune in to to your friend you know oh yeah you, you, you know and it may not be like you're having a conversation with them and you, you know and it's like they're there again but but you can feel their energy you can feel their love you, you exactly you, you know and 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 i would say definitely do that because it, it does give you peace you know it, it does and it and you're you're helping them too because you're connecting in a loving way that isn't necessarily you know you're not holding them back. I think that when you're, when you've got a real hardcore, you know, I, I, I'm sure for Tyson, it, it was, a, it was a drain for him when he first passed away. Cause we, I was grieving so hard. My, my wife was, didn't have as hard of a time with it as I, I mean, I was, and I can remember like, you know, like meditating and, and reaching out to him, like sitting, sitting in my daughter's swim practice and just sitting there in the car and just sobbing as I was meditating. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, you know, that's, that's, but that's part of the grief process too. But as you're connecting with them, you know, they, they can help you through it. You may not. Exactly. That's so true. And you touched on something too, you know, it, it can be draining for them. So I think, you know, it's hard when we're grieving, but, I think it's important to allow them to have the space so they can get accustomed to and acquainted with their, you know, new reality, the afterlife, if you will. So that yeah. that's a good point that you mentioned. Where but, can but people? It, oh, go ahead. Sorry, oh, I was I just going to say keep interrupting you. No, no, I'm just I, I'm just a motor mouth. That's all. That's it. Um, <laughs> if it that's what my mom always called me. Motor mouth. Um, <laughs> Uh, but if you, you know, when you, when you reach out to them, just reach out that out to them with, you know, maybe you do it with the intention of, of expressing your love for them. Yeah. You know, as, as well opposed said. to, as opposed to your grief for them. Exactly. Try, yes. try, try, try to do it with that type of energy as opposed to, you know, 
the, like the, that more tragic energy. And it's just a perspective shift, you know. It really is. So well said, uh, so articulate with all of this. Very great points. Uh, lots of take-home points here. But where can people, besides Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com, where can people buy your amazing book? I am so happy to have a copy. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad glad you have one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you go to Tyson'sGift.com, T-Y-S-O-N-S-G-I-F-T.com, that's the website, and it's got um, you know it's got a little bit more information about the book and. Uh, it has a, a button that says purchase now. You can, and that, that actually takes you to, to, to Amazon. Uh, the, the, it's, it's a print on demand. So, oh, okay. Yeah. You, you, you know, so they print it as soon as you order it as opposed to exactly, having a, yeah. a, a, an actual stock of it. Um, and, uh, and if you don't if, here as well, yeah, I know some people have a problem with Amazon. So like, you know, again, it's, it is available on barnesandnoble.com. And, um, and if you Google it, it it's, there's a number of stores that you can order right. from as well. So everybody's different as far as that, you know, and I understand the problems people have with Amazon. So if they want to yeah. go that route, but, but it's on, yeah. it is on Kindle. It's on Kindle. If you get it at Amazon and, okay. and I, I'm closing in on the, um, on I'm getting the audible made, getting the, the Ooh, audio made. That's, so, that'll be interesting. That's nice. Yeah. yeah it's I been, know a lot I, of people like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, and I think I think it'll probably help a lot with with I mean, getting it out there. I can't tell you how many people uh, say oh, I don't I don't read books. I listen to them, you know, and and so. But it's been yeah, you know, know this right? is it's not funny. It, it's been a learning process for me as far as, as getting this thing out there, and and so the audible is no no different. So it's, I can imagine it's, 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 it's almost process. done though. Yeah. The books day it's actually been done. We're just doing the edits. Well, on let now. me know when it is and I'll, and I'll promote it. Um, I, I just, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight's show and then your patience. Cause I know this is a reschedule, oh, no. just uh, all around amazing interview. Uh, thank you for what you're doing. I'm going to thank Tyson as well. Cause he's a part mm. of all this. Uh, just sure amazing <laughs> all around. And please, guys, get your copy of Tyson's Gift, tysonsgift.com. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. You too. And, uh, yeah, I would love to have you back on again because I know there's some other aspects we didn't touch on. So I'll, Any, I'll talk to you about that. Yeah, Just uh, really nice to meet you. Just an all-around great interview. It'll be archived as well, so I'll email you with all the information on that. But I want to thank tonight's listeners, of course. Uh, you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. No show next weekend because, of course, it falls right on Thanksgiving on Thursday. Uh, the week after, December 2nd, I will be having Seth Michael and Tristan David Luciotti on the show. Again, thanks to tonight's guest, Brandon Wainwright at Tyson'sGift.com. Uh, we'll look forward to having him on the show in the future. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And here at the Afterlife Chronicles, we are bridging the gap between mortality and the afterlife one experience at a time. See you not next week, the week after. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs>